2 News Oklahoma Fantasy Football Forecast. So, plenty of places we could start today. Sure. Um, no Mike Collier. No Mike Collier. Week. Drop the forecast. Um, it's just your 2 News Fantasy Football. That's right. Uh, Babble. So he's out spending time with his family or something. I don't Is know. Is that right? That's, that's what he told me. I don't like know. Tom Brady had to in the middle of camp. Remember that? A couple, <laughs> couple weeks in? <laughs> Collier's pulling a Brady. Uh, so he's out. Unla- uh, uh, well, I don't want to delve too deep into that, but I don't know what you believe about the Tom Brady situation, but don't read too much into what I <laughs> not saying he's repair any, repairing anything. Right. As far as we all know, They're Collier's great. doing fine at They're home. doing great. <laughs> Doing great. But um, he could be on The Masked Singer, right? I don't know. Probably you know, not. Competing yeah. network and all. Mm, yeah, tough on that one. Uh, maybe maybe The Voice or something of that nature. Um, that could happen. So, Except a lot that I've of, heard him sing. Continue. <laughs> a lot of uh, sort of goofy games this week. Um, yeah, he got uh, wild in a couple places. Sort of uh, just... Comebacks that you didn't see coming, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of those like next gen stats popping up on your screen saying, you know, this team probability ninety nine point something percent pro- win probability, and then Joe Flacco comes back, and then the Joe Browns. Flacco. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, you had Tua pulling off an epic comeback, and Kyler Murray, and you kind of like, okay, you get it from those guys. When Joe Flacco, is, uh, and look, uh, that's that's the Browns being the Browns, and I am here for it. I love it. I hope they lose every game. I hope they lose every game the rest of the way. Yep. That's every week I seem, we I seem to see some some tweet of some fans at like their tailgate or whatever that is like abhorrent and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. makes your skin crawl. So yes. I, I, I'd like them to do poorly. Hey, I'm with it. Look, uh, I, that was probably the game that had me most excited on Sunday because in another fantasy league, I, I am depleted greatly. Uh, I, I can't remember. I know J.K. Dobbins was part of it, but I had two or three starters out, and the team wasn't very good to start with. And I went with Garrett Wilson in the starting lineup, uh, and boy, did that pay off. Thank you, Joe Flacco. Thank you, New York Jets. <laughs> Keep throwing to that guy. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, it's interesting, right? Uh, Alave has been targeted some, but it's Wilson, and then this kid I, for, for the Cowboys, Noah Brown. I mean, that's that's intrigued me now a little bit. I mean, I don't. Love anything about the Dallas Cowboys offense at the moment, but uh, two weeks in, I'm, I'm beginning to think, well, yeah, uh, Brown's not a terrible play. Uh, CeeDee Lamb might be. I right. have him in my starting lineup in this league, and, and, and at some point th- it's going to bite me. But That's the funny thing about Noah Brown. Like, I don't know if that's like a, just a chemistry thing with Cooper Rush because they were both like second teamers. So like, right. do they just, sure. does he just know where he's sure. going to be better than some of these like starters who yeah. he just doesn't get, have that much time with? I don't you know. know, week one when I wasn't paying enough attention to him, I wrote it off as just they're doubling CD. He's the guy who's open. You look at him, though. Yeah. I could see that guy as a successful NFL receiver. You know what I mean? Like, I think went to Ohio State, right? That's why I had yeah. the Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Not just the biggest career, um, collegiate career at Ohio State, but, like, the material seems pretty good. Like, I, I could see him being a guy who puts up decent numbers for sure. I, I don't think he'll continue to be their top receiver, but – and they did. Boy, they went after – they targeted Lamb a bunch on Sunday, and uh, – for my sake, I hope that continues. <laughs> and Noah Brown is an, was one of those guys that probably is available in a lot of leagues. You know, sure. after was, this, after this sure. week, not so much. Yeah. But if he is like, if you have a kind of a less deep league, like no he's, doubt, he's definitely a guy you should be picking up. If only to have available, should one of your 
more reliable options go down. Yeah, I mean, it's, somebody's got to make the plays if they're you know if if Lamb's going to continue to see junk coverage and uh, you know it, now we'll see right when Dak returns. I mean, he's promising things that seem ridiculous to me, but you know it's Cooper Rush this week, and so. Uh, you know, Pollard and Brown are the guys who, yeah, I like that, you know, new faces, give them a little bit of juice. Uh, I think I started Pollard in, in both of my leagues this week, and it ended up being a good play. Thankfully, one, I think he scored on the catch down the sideline. I don't know why, for whatever reason, it seems like people never quite understand that it only, the ball only has to touch the tip, and they seem to have trouble with when a knee is down. Anyway, I, I thought he had gotten in, but... I'm glad they kept him in and let him get the one-yard touchdown paid off. Um, and so let's talk about this Dolphins-Ravens game. Yeah. Which it, you know, my condolences to anyone who is playing against one of these league owner or team owners who ha- had a Tua Tungavaloa, <laughs> yes. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, or Lamar Jackson. Oh, if you're facing one of those guys this week, yeah. you know, I, if you won, Not good your for fault. you. That's right. <laughs> it's... it's uh, I'm thinking of the Goodwill hunting scene. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Just keep saying it over and over. It's not your fault. <laughs> so out of that, Lamar Jackson leads QBs for this past, for week two, yeah. 42 and a half points if you're in a PPR league. Just uh, unstoppable. Just like th- There's questions on that Ravens defense for sure with, sure. with how Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle were able to just march down the field yeah. over and over in that fourth quarter. But... There's no question with Lamar Jackson. Look, and it's not just it, you have to respect his legs at all times. It just it'll it'll mess with your defense. You can't get after the quarterback in you can't get after this quarterback in the same way that NFL defenses have gotten after quarterbacks for years and years. You just have to game plan a little bit differently and always be aware. That said, it's not just the threat of his legs. Like I know it looks a little bit wonky. I've always been out on him as a passer in terms of not, I'm not talking fantasy here necessarily, but in terms of maybe winning the Super Bowl. Um, but he's winning me over. You know what I mean? I just it, that it's consistent. The, yeah, that's right. The accuracy and the consistency in the passing game there, it, it's winning me over. And yes, I I do wish I had gone in to this season with a little bit different opinion of him. I I think I really would have. Um, would have paid almost whatever it took in this particular league. And I don't remember exactly what he went for, but my good, it, whatever it is, certainly been a value so far because you're right. He has more weapons, more capable weapons around him than I think I was prepared for. I've had Bateman on my bench now, I think, twice, and that has not been the right move <laughs> twice. Sure. Uh, you know, we talked about Duvernay last week, and I don't know. I mean, he, he was worth having in your roster last week because of the kick return. Right. Uh, but not necessarily uh, as a receiver. But, gosh, Andrews is just— He's everywhere. Uh, he's He is absolutely in the prime of his career, and we saw it firsthand, you know, in Norman, what he's able to do. I mean, just he is everything you want from that position. He's perfect for Lamar. And, yeah, that, that offense will continue to pit, put up big numbers. And I think the same goes for Miami to a little bit lesser degree. I I think that that game was a little bit more of an aberration for them, certainly that fourth quarter, than what we'll see from Baltimore going forward, precisely because of what you said. Defensively, it's not what we've come to expect from Baltimore. I, they've got to open it up a little bit more offensively. And they've got the guy to do it, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson is he's that dude right now. Yeah, and like 
talking about the Dolphins and what Tua put up, 38.7 points in PPR leagues, 469 yards, six touchdowns, just absurd numbers yeah. for one. Like, that's more than some guys have through two games. Yeah. You know? Now, I, we you've, said, you've been higher on Tua. Yeah, we said it a couple of weeks ago. I don't quite understand why it seems like everyone was out on him, and it was mostly, at least to my ear and eye on social media, uh, because he doesn't have the arm strength that some guys have. And I just, man, I don't think that's the number. There are so many guys who have come through this league who could throw the thing a country mile and could not play the position. And I have never thought that about Tua. Is he one of the top three or four or five guys in the league talent-wise? No, absolutely. I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't snap off throws like that. But to me, he's a guy who has always seemed like he knows where to go with the ball and he's really accurate with it. And as soon as they added Tyreek Hill to that offense, the calculus changes. You know, I just kind of, kind of like Lamar Jackson. I mean, you have to respect his speed in such a way that it's going to open up a lot of things. Now, is this offense one of the top five or six in the league over the course of a full season? You know, probably not. They don't, I, I, they don't seem to be able to run the ball at all. It, right. Um, but as long as Tyreek Hill is healthy— and you're committed to getting him the ball in a myriad of ways, and they are, man, they're going to be dangerous. They, the numbers will be good, um, almost no doubt in my mind. So, yeah, I, now, you know, it's not like I stuck my neck out and got Tua in any of these leagues that I'm in, uh, but I'm not certainly not out on him. Um, you know, and I don't know that the six touchdown, that was a little bit of a, just sometimes a game gets off the rails, you know, and we can put too much stock in that when it happens, especially in the month of September. But I think they've shown us enough to know, like, this is going to be a good, relatively good fantasy offense. You know what I mean? You can feel pretty good. It's If you got Tyreek Hill, you should absolutely feel good. You should be really encouraged by the way they've been able to get the ball to him. Because there was some question, right? How much is Andy Reid? How much is Pat Mahomes? How much is Travis Kelsey? How much is Tyreek Hill? I wasn't so sure that taking that one piece and putting it in Miami was necessarily a cinch. But it looks like it's a cinch. Right? It really does. If, he, if he's yeah. on, if he's on your squad and he's healthy, and you're committed to getting him the ball in creative ways, you're going to do some pretty good things. And and they have the Bills next week, who we saw last night Whoa, Monday boy. Night Football. Whoo! Yeah, I mean that, that's scary. Yeah, that's that's now the story in the NFL with regard to, I mean, secondarily fantasy, but mostly just if they can't win the Super Bowl this year, when will it ever happen? That, that is that is the best team in this league. Is it close? It it does it doesn't seem close. The way that they can, even when they're up a ton of points, they're another team. I have no idea if they can run the ball because they just don't. Because Josh Allen is just throwing, launching it like halfway to New it's Jersey. You know, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So last night, let people know you have the most points through two weeks in our league, and your matchup last night was in doubt, and we had a pretty good little. It was you had one player to go, and your your opponent had one player, and they were yep. So it was me against our very own morning meteorologist Michael Sager, and I was wow. up ninety eight ninety six heading into the doubleheader last night. We both have one guy each to go. Uh huh. I had Stefan Diggs. Uh huh. He's got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that was pretty even. Oh yeah. You know uh-huh. when you like told da- me about it before. Dalvin Cook's games that he goes off, he goes off. But whoa. But the, it Diggs. was it was over early. <laughs> It was twelve quickly catches, early. three touchdowns. What so was Diggs what what were the numbers in terms of Diggs versus like Tua and Lamar? Do you have that on the so, sheet there? 
like as uh so Diggs had like forty four points. points. Yep, forty four point eight. So he actually led yeah. the um fourteen ev- receptions. I wasn't even up for a couple of okay. oh, oh no, fourteen targets. My apologies. Yep. Twelve. So yeah. So he wow. actually ended up scoring. Normally, I I make this sheet on Monday before the Monday night games yeah. happen. I say, well, you know, maybe I'll make some changes, whatever. You know, if somebody goes off. This was one of those times because, yeah. <laughs> because yes. Stefan Diggs came out of nowhere and is now now led this week in fantasy points overall. Josh Allen, un- just unbelievable. How in the world did Wyoming keep him under? <laughs> well, and even compared to his first year, pass. yeah, his first yeah, year, that's like right. you never see guys enter the league with the accuracy that he had, which was not much. Like it was super inaccurate, losing the ball all the time. And then just and out then of just this. all of a sudden, this is the like we are looking at who could be the best quarterback in the league. It's incredible at this moment right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, it's it's become really. I I love that the Chiefs have looked good. Although I mean, it, you could make an argument that if that game had been played in L.A., perhaps you know what I mean. The Chargers were every bit as good as the Chiefs were on that. And it was just you know that that's how it ended up. It, give the Chiefs credit; they've won a lot of those games. Uh, you know, Buffalo last year in the playoffs was one. Uh, but it feels to me. And we say, look, it was interesting that the the Vikings and Eagles was juxtaposed last night because for a half, I felt like Philadelphia. It, it felt like Philadelphia, Buffalo. That that could be what it is at the very end. Two teams that kind of went all in, spent well, have you know their quarterbacks. J- Jalen Hurts is playing really well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the chemistry with AJ Brown has been really good. They got Smith involved last night, and obviously what he brings with his legs. And, and look, the thing about both of these teams. Lamar has been mostly durable, but these these are quarterbacks who can take a hit, right? I mean, you can see them surviving 17 games running as much as they do because they're just built differently than almost every other quarterback in the league. That is not to say that you want to run them needlessly uh, or that, you know, they won't get tuned up, you know, squared up the right way or wrong way and uh, suffer one of those unfortunate injuries. But, man, these are two guys in the absolute prime. Big and strong, able to run, and so you have to respect it at all times. Very often with quarterbacks who can run, you get the sense that they don't really want to. You know, the threat is there potentially. Thinking of kind of Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. We saw that two-point conversion, by the way. Was that the play of the year in the NFL? Oh, it was unreal. 20 seconds of just, just, I'm I'm here, I'm back here. Now, is anybody open yet? No? Okay, I'll run it. I heard somebody say he ran 80 (laughs) yards. But at the end of the day, because of his size and how slight he is, you don't get the sense that Arizona really wants to run him. And there's a reason that Kyler has looked different in September, October than he has November, December, and January uh, in his career so far. I think his body does get worn down. But I'm not sure you have the same thing in place, certainly with Josh Allen. Yep. And maybe maybe also, to a little bit lesser degree, Jalen Hurts. I, I think there, he was worn down at the end of last season. But, man, that's a, that is a big, strong kid. No, yeah, there are a lot of—it definitely seems like Murray— there, there seem to be a lot less designed runs for him. Like yeah. all these other quarterbacks, it's like, oh, they're gonna, you know, there's a power run to the right. Yep. At power least, is like, what's missing. At, you're right. At least, at least one every couple series, yeah. if not more. Yeah. You know, but he's not ever doing that. No, it, his, all of his rushes are scrambles. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, I am really, I, as is everybody. I'm not saying anything that people don't know if they pay a little bit of attention to the NFL but I, I'm I'm impressed certainly obviously with Buffalo I think that's just the best team in the league but based on what Detroit did in week two I'm a little more impressed with Philadelphia than I expected to be in the defensive performance last night 
was really, really good. Uh, they got after Cousins. They were able to shut down Jefferson to a large extent. Um, that's a team with a lot of talent. And if Jalen can play at the level he's been playing at, if he can be as accurate as he's been so far, like Philly is a team that, that worries you for sure in the NFC. Um, so going back to uh, some of the guys who are, you know, a similar situation, a quarterback who is expected to be this guy who can, fantasy-wise, he can yeah. get you some extra points on the ground. Trey Lance hurts his ankle. Mm-hmm. He's out for the season. Now, luckily for the Niners, you know, while, you know, silver lining, you kept Jimmy G. Yeah. Now, he's one of these guys who's probably available in, you know, most standard leagues to pick up on the fly. Yep. Is he going to be a guy who is going to give you that many points? If you if you have no other options, sure. He he feels like in a two quarterback league like what we have, absolutely a very nice option. Like you right. know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, it's about like 15, yeah. 16 points somewhere in there. He's going to average, and that's you know if you have a two quarterback league uh-huh. and you have that open offensive player slot, you know it's it's better than like floating out some any old running back receiver whoever no in question. that spot because he's he's pretty much set for that amount of yeah, points. Mostly durable. Here here's what's really a bummer to me about the Trey Lance thing it, from a fantasy perspective. I didn't know exactly what he was, but had high hopes. And it just feels like now that has delayed the process so much. You know, it, it, and it is, I, I have no doubt that they're kind of all in on this kid. But an injury like that, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be quite as all in as you were. You have to start hedging your bets to some extent. And a lot of it will probably have, to, you know, made, if, if Garoppolo takes them to the playoffs and wins a game again, I, I think it makes it that much harder. Uh, to go yeah. back to Trey Lance next season than it was even this year. We all know what the ceiling is, but you haven't it, seen for Garoppolo yet. I'm talking about. But yeah, with Lance, man, it, just delaying that process, it, it's a shame. Um, and that's not to say that there haven't been quarterbacks come back from a similar injury. But when you're talking about a guy for whom mobility is a big part of what you're banking on, that worries me. That you know, broken and granted, those things they heal completely with surgery, and so. But still, I think a guy becomes, just like Dak returning from his injury, I don't think has ever been quite the threat to run that he was before. I I wonder if maybe that'll be the case for Lance. Probably not because he hasn't made his bones yet. He hasn't accomplished what Dak had pre-injury. But, yeah, I I have no idea what you got there. He played one game in a monsoon, and then he played for a quarter. And, you know, going into next year's fantasy draft— I feel like I'm even less certain about what Trey Lance might be than I was coming into this one. Yep, definitely, and that that you know that's probably the case for the Niners overall. They yeah, they sure. have no idea what they're what they're going to end up with next season when he comes back. Other injury updates: Justin Herbert. Yeah, this is of concern for you, right? He, yep, he's been listed as questionable, fractured rib cartilage, which sounds <laughs> way worse than questionable to me. Yeah, they've they have shoot him up. Uh, they host Jacksonville next week. Yeah, um, and. I, look, Jacksonville showed themselves far more capable than mm-hmm. what we've seen in some time. I, if it were just me, you know, as just a fan, forget having him on your fantasy squad, man, I'd say sit him in this spot. We saw on the play where he sort of, you know, could have run for a first down and just gave up and tossed it to the side before he made the throw of the week. Um, it looked bad, <laughs> certainly in the moment. I don't, I don't want to see that guy getting hit again. This week, if you can help it, 
Um, but I haven't read any of those injury reports. I don't know exactly where, yeah, what I, the practice timeline is for Herbert. But I, I would be a little bit worried, especially in like a two-quarterback league like this. I don't know what your third-quarterback situation looks like. I, I, I don't it, have it, one. it would not surprise me at all if – you know, we get late in the week and here actually he's going to sit this week against Jacksonville. If yeah. it, you know, were a more difficult opponent, you know, I would almost pencil him in more readily. But, man, I'm I'm not so sure. I, I wouldn't want to sit him in, in this spot. Right. Like this is – like today's the day – like it, it, for me, because I have – he's my quarterback in our league. I have Wentz as my second quarterback, Oof. which hasn't yeah. – Right, like when you watch so, him in the, you watch him in the games, you're like, oh, this guy's not doing well, but he's putting up points. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's uh, the last two games, it's been like 27 points. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So, so like, he's, yeah, they sort of rallied. To, right, you know, they they week. made that game in Detroit close, um, regardless of how whence he was being, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but I'll have him, and then I'll probably end up having to grab like a yeah. Jimmy G yeah, or yeah. Uh, you know some of these quarterbacks who would be available. Um, Not a, Cooper a, Rush, a, a Jared Goff, perhaps. <laughs> ah, yes. You know, it, look, it, what what was Goff's production roughly? It was about. Last it, it was it was similar to Wentz. I thought it was, but he's not somebody that was being played in our league, right? No, I don't I, think so. Look, uh, man, that offense has shown me maybe a little bit more than expected. I mean, obviously, the connection with St. Brown has been good and was really, really good on Sunday. And Goff is one of those guys a lot like Jimmy G, where you know that the ceiling is lower, but you also feel confident that there will be points scored. You know yep. what I mean? When yep. He, he's not going to give you a goose egg. Like, boy, there were some interesting performances just over the course of the first two weeks. Well, St. Brown, the sun god. Yeah. Like, I, look, he, he's a ball player. Yeah. Uh, this Detroit team, partly because of you, mostly because of Malcolm Rodriguez, like it's a team that I'm paying way more attention to than I, in, you know, expected would be the case. Uh, and I guess Hard Knocks, obviously, right? Uh, they're America's team in part. They they've been fun, you know. So yeah, I I would absolutely feel good about going to Jared Goff, uh, you know, if the Herbert thing doesn't work out. And so so. That'll be one option there. Obviously, for people who have Dak, he's still out. Cooper yeah. Rush still still the guy there for the time being. Another and one affecting scored touchdowns on their first two possessions, yeah. and then nothing but a couple of field goals the rest of the way. I d- I don't feel great about anything uh, necessarily with the Dallas. I certainly don't feel confident in anything. And that that gi- the that Giants team they have the Giants next week, and it's I I don't know what to. They're two and zero. Yeah. Like they seem they to are. be sort of figuring it out. Yes. I don't, I, it's hard I think to they're tell. All in. Yep. I think they're relatively solid. You know, as a defense. I, I mean, I don't think this is going to be some fantasy points bonanza for the Dallas Cowboys just because they scored a couple touchdowns in their first two drives against the Bay. Like, I, it's going to be a slog. Absolutely. So, uh, Cooper Rush is not a guy I'd be looking. <laughs> and seriously, and I I said it to you, and it sounds kind of ridiculous to say aloud, but this will be the second week in a row. And I bring these two guys, you know, C.D. Lamb, Bateman. Right now, I it it sounds sacrilege to say, you know, I want to put Lamb on my bench, but I kind of want to put Lamb on my bench. I wish I had last week, uh, you know, as compared to Bateman, even though they targeted Lamb a fair amount. Um, I just I just don't feel great about that Dallas offense until Dak's back. And the, on the other side of that, it's got to be frustrating if you're somebody who. You know whether it be via injury or you just had a weird draft. If you have any of these Giants receivers, right? The Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay. From game to game, Sterling Shepard has been their guy mm-hmm. as far like when it comes to production. The first game, Kadarius Tony hardly played. Right. Last game, 
Kenny Galladay hardly played. No right. injuries to these guys. Just yeah. weird like coaching sure. decisions uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. And Kenny Galladay's making a lot of money to just be sitting on the bench. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, for sure that's an offense I don't have a handle on. Uh, yeah. You know, not that there won't be some production, but you don't know where it's coming from exactly. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I did, we had what Sterling Shepard at the bottom of our list here as a potential waiver wire pickup, yeah, so and he, I, I was glad yeah. to see and mm-hmm. you know as former Sooner that he was targeted as much as he was and as productive as he was on Sunday. But man. That that's one of those. It's a hope and a prayer. Like I mean, sometimes he's, he's always been like relatively steady when he's healthy. Yes, but he, the record of health there is not good. Yeah, he's sure. just like I had him in a league last year, and I was starting him for the first couple games because he was you know the Giants weren't doing well, but he was doing really well, and then he just he just kept in and yeah. out of the lineup yeah. over and over again, and it was one of those things that. You know, like I have him down here as like a w- good waiver wire pickup. Potentially, yeah. You know, if you're struggling for a receiver. I know in one of my leagues, Jerry Judy, he mm-hmm, mm-hmm. went out of th- this last game questionable right now as of today. So we'll see. They have San Fran next week. If you're down a receiver, oh, Sterling Shepard is somebody you could plug and play if you have to. Right. Sure. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, yeah, and it, Judy is a guy that I have in, in one of my other leagues. And, uh, yeah, I don't – that that offense has not looked like I suspected it would so far. You know what I mean? It was I I don't know that I had the highest of expectations, but that gives you like if if Judy was somebody you were really banking on this year, I took him huh. kind of high. Yeah, like yeah. in in the league I have him in, I know I took him kind of high because I thought Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know whether you know I didn't know anything about Nathaniel Hackett as a coach, which I think to this point there are some questions. <laughs> <laughs> We've raised a couple. Because the Broncos' home crowd is literally chanting the play clock, the play clock to the oh. offense as they're on the field because Sorry. they're so concerned <laughs> with what is happening on the field. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, the Monday night football fiasco in the 64-yard Well, and this this Ooh. last one, too, there was like a strange sequence. Like, they still won the game, yeah. but there was just a strange sequence where they like, they're – counting down and you're like it's another one of those like those weird a- moments that Andy Reid used to have yes, where you're just yeah. like what's happening up uh-huh, here uh-huh, you know and this uh-huh. is the first time head coach so like how much leeway is he gonna get with not this? not not every coach is a master of that you know like sometimes you can everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses not everybody is fantastic at managing the clock and you wonder you wonder what his strengths are <laughs> we're waiting it's early <laughs> we'll see we'll see it's early yeah that's right <laughs> but that has been a frustrating team um, I think the last team – oh, by the way, Mike Evans appealing his suspension today okay. for that fight with Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, yeah. If you're banking on Evans, that's a bummer. Um, I totally get why he would be suspended. I don't understand why Lattimore wasn't. Um, felt to me pretty even in terms of – but, man, I loved every bit of that. Like, you oh, know what I mean? Tom mm-hmm. Brady involved, teammates I, taking up for each other. See Mike Evans, like, yelling at the ref. He's like, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. What am what I supposed What do you expect to do? me to do? Um, and the fact that, you know, he was almost off the sideline and then, you know, saw Lattimore mixing up with <laughs> Fournette and just came charging in. And then, it, like, Evans is – he is that dude you do not want to find yourself tangled up with. Uh, I've heard stories, you know, of, like, back in the day, Michael Irvin whipping – like offensive linemen or defense, much bigger guys in the Cowboys locker room. Evan seems like that dude. Like yeah. everybody knows, mm-hmm. we don't mess. We don't mess yeah. with Mike. We don't make Mike angry. Uh, so that was that was actually a lot of fun to watch. That game, as I mean, there was more fighting than scoring up to that point. Um, but it 
calls into question exactly where where do we think Tom Brady is uh, at this point? Because so far, I think it's just two offensive touchdowns in two games, right? And because of yeah. how good the defense has been, and because he is so masterful at hanging in with the run game uh, and also not turning the ball over. These games haven't really been, I guess this one was in question because it was 3-3 in the fourth, but I felt like they were going to win both kind of the entire time. That said, as a fantasy play, he hasn't been great so far, and as good as their defense is, I'm not sure how great he's going to need to be. I certainly don't think it's going to be like it was a couple years ago or even last year statistically. It feels like we're in the middle of adjusting those expectations a fair amount. Granted, they were short on receivers. You know, Godwin not out. They were down, what, two of their top three, maybe even three of their top four on Sunday. Uh, So the ceiling will go up, but I'm not sure how much he's going to be asked to score well, and you, you wonder, this year. You wonder how much I, I think of that they'll go is, slow and play defensive, you know, friendly ball games. You wonder how much of that is the lack of Gronk. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's always question. like while you have good tight ends there, like you have Cameron Bright, who's a veteran yep. who's been there for a while and who you would see, who seemingly would have that good chemistry. But Gronk is just a different monster yeah. and his guy, right? right? The guy that Brady just had incredible chemistry with, knew where he was and was looking for him. Uh, look, I. He's he's on my squad, and I think I played him against my better judgment because I just thought, well, nobody messes with Tom Brady five times in a row, right? And the Saints the defense Saints sure do. did it. Yeah, the Saints, <laughs> the Saints have a plan for Tom Brady. And so maybe you factor that in. Maybe you factor in the fact that, um, you know, based on what we saw against Cincinnati, hey, that Dallas defense really is maybe even a touch better uh, than we thought, you know, based on the Tampa performance in week one. Uh, and this Saints defense just always has it out for Brady. They've got a great plan for him. So maybe it will be different going forward as soon as he gets his receivers in. But I I don't know. I, I get the sense that, I, and I can't remember exactly what his touchdown-interception ratio would have been last year. But I get the sense that it, it, you can knock it down considerably this year. Just he's in a little bit different headspace mentally. Uh, you know, for reasons that, you know, we've talked about that already. We don't know exactly what's going on, but taking off the time that he did. Uh, and obviously at some point, right, this guy's got to not fall off the cliff, but he's got to come down a couple of levels just physically. Maybe in like a decade yeah, or so. Yeah, that's right. I don't, I, it feels more like a 24-25 touchdown season for Brady yeah. uh, as opposed to 44-45, you know, like we've grown accustomed to uh, since he put on the Buccaneers jersey. So that's interesting. You know, I, I have uh, – Rodgers and Brady and Burrow, and I left Rodgers on my bench this week. You know, that's just an overreaction that's thing, what right? Happens. I mean, you know, yep. and part of that was weapons. Didn't know exactly if Lazard was going to be there, what level he would be at. But um, yeah, that week to week, it'll be interesting. Burrow is the guy you feel best about, partly because the way they're playing, they need to throw the ball for four quarters. Yep. Um, but between Rodgers and Brady, those two great, great aging quarterbacks. It's going to vary, I think, quite a bit this year, you know, because it's not about numbers for either one of those guys anymore. It really is just about wins, and Tampa can manufacture wins, hardly scoring anything at all, it appears. And so our last thing here, Baker. Yeah. I don't know what to, like, Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that Carolina that is just this bad. I think you're right. I think that's Like, like Baker is. isn't, like, playing lights out, and you're like, oh, man, get him some help level, but... I don't know. Is Matt Rule going going to have to go back to college? Like, I, it just seems like his time here is done. 
Yeah, well, uh, Nebraska probably ought to be making an offer he can't refuse right about now based on <laughs> the what fans I saw are already on offering Urban Meyer. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, this is not a college football podcast, and I don't know how many Urban Meyer things I can say that are allowed. Um, yeah, I, I've come to that realization. Uh, there was the fourth quarter against Cleveland that gave me hope because, Cle- I mean, Cleveland's good defense. Um, but this Sunday was not good. And so, yeah, perhaps this is just what Carolina is. I'm still not convinced that he won't. I mean, teamed with McCaffrey, just find a formula. I mean, it, we're still young, right? It's still early in the season, early in his, his time there. I, I'm not writing them off completely, but yes, um, it's it's not been great so far, and I can't come up. There's no counter to that, right, at the moment. I Carolina probably is that bad. When, when the O-line, everybody said it, right? The O-line stinks, and I thought, well, and you can tell Let's that see. with how good McCaffrey's been, too, which is not yeah, very— that's right. You know, that's the, right. The line hasn't been able that's to right. run or pass block. <laughs> My feeling was, yeah, well, th- let's see, you know, with Baker instead of Darnold. But, yeah, no, they were right. <laughs> People who monitor monitor the, the level of Carolina's offensive <laughs> line play, uh, they were on it more than I was, no doubt. All right, so next week, Collier will be back. That's right, and I want to say— I. Don't know if we can tease this or not. We thought we had ourselves a special guest for this week. We, we, did. we did. The charming and lovely yeah. Shay Smith, who was, uh, I, my understanding is, a big 2-0 and o in her fantasy league, took down Jacob Toby, former Channel 2 uh, sports anchor, uh, and then I'm not sure who else she played, but she's putting up huge numbers, and she was drafting people based on like looking at their face profiles, who looked yeah, fast, who looks fast, who yeah. looks fast, and uh, what was the other thing? Like she, she said, somebody she, somebody looked a little husky, a so little she, husky. She, she was pick him. so uh, she's obviously outperforming me, probably not you so far this year, and so uh, I am. I I think her insight uh, clearly will be superior uh, to mine, and probably Collier's as well. So. Look, look for her as a special guest here in upcoming weeks. I, I think that'll be fun. That's right. We'll have to, we'll have to check he in. Looks, his yeah. face looks fast. Right. I like, <laughs> I like that analysis for sure. All right, so we will be back <laughs> next week, full crew. Yeah. Um, and uh, good luck to you. Hey, to you as well. We're both, uh, we're both two and zero. Oh. There it is. Both two Pound and zero. Oh. That's it. it. That's it. it.